0: Welcome to the Closer Look podcast, where we are equipping believers to grow closer to God and to others through a closer look at discipleship.
1: So I'm happy next to chat
2: with Brenda Rhoda. Brenda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I get to work on staff and more than that, I have been um, just privileged to be able to teach women the Bible for the last 14 years at Grace. So um, that's a little bit about me. I'm married for 34 years, and we have two young adults, and one of them was brave enough to be married. So he's coming up on um, his first anniversary. So that's Matt and Allie, and then our Jesse's 27 next
1: Tuesday. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I know that you've led small groups in a lot of different Capacities, a lot of different roles. Tell me a little bit about yourself as a leader.
2: So, I have led small groups as well at Grace um, with my husband John, but I feel probably more comfortable um, leading women um, by myself. So, um, as a leader, I was, and first of all, let me just share, I never thought of myself as a leader, but when I was in my mid 30s, I knew I needed more knowledge of scripture so that I could use it in my life. And so I joined an organization called Bible Study Fellowship. And my only goal there was to learn more. It was all about me and what I could gain. And one of the things they did after a few years is tap me on the shoulder and say, I really actually think you have some leadership um, capability. And so they train you to be a leader. And so um, being able to use that in my local church though, has been, just truly the greatest joy because now when you're shoulder to shoulder sitting in a circle studying god's word these are ladies that you do life with and so you can be a little more relatable with them absolutely so brenda tell us a little bit about what you love about the groups here at grace yes so i love that our groups have an emphasis on learning scripture um, and more than just learning it so that we have a lot of knowledge, no, no one needs a lot of fat heads walking around, but that we would use scripture to walk through our life. So um, coming alongside of someone and saying, I know that this is a difficult time, but let's, let's point you to who God is and um, let's move, walk with you through that valley, not so that they see us, but more so that they see God. Um, so that's just one of the many things. I think community is huge. Um, at Grace, we, I really do see us as a family there. Um, and we then get into small families and we hear how people are helping one another, stepping into each other's lives during good times and bad times. Just love all of those stories too.
1: Yeah. And that's so important. Um, I know that in this area, in this, um, the DC area, we have so many gov- government workers, um, people that are very transient, moving, they need to come in, they don't have family, they need to make those connections. And so we have um, a way for them to do that here. And that's pretty exciting. So can you tell me about how you have been impacted personally by small groups?
2: Yeah, so um, first of all, I think when God gives you a gift of leadership, then he means for you to use it. And John and I have been really, um, I do, I don't mean this lightly, we have been privileged to walk alongside of some young families. And I love that you just use that analogy of our young, uh, or that example of our army folks moving in, they have to be able to jump in quickly, because we probably only have them for three years. And one of our young families moved Um, all the way across the world they're living in Thailand now but while they were here we got to be their family and I loved being able to serve them yeah absolutely Um, so let's continue the conversation
1: about what makes small groups meaningful and effective like how we can um make them click along in a way that glorifies God. And so let's specifically talk about the importance of God's word in prayer, okay? So first, I wanna know what you think. How important is it to choose biblically sound curriculum?
2: Oh my goodness, if we don't, we are gonna run amok. Um, (laughs) And so, I mean, thankfully we have 66 books of the Bible to pick from. Um, We can write our own curriculum. When I first started in um, teaching God's Word here at Grace, I wrote the curriculum because I just wasn't aware of all that was being put out by Lifeway and Nav Press, other great organizations that we've used. And so we just wrote the curriculum mostly so that women would know how to study God's Word and then to know God's Word. But um, there are great now now there are great curriculums that we can pick from to use. Mm-hmm. So it starts there. Yeah,
1: so let's say I'm, I'm new and I'm, gonna, um, I'm interested in leading and I'm a little uncertain about um, what should my first study be? So what advice would you give to someone as they're trying to choose what curriculum or book of the Bible to study for their group?
2: Yeah, certainly pray about it. If they wanna lead one, pray about it, and find a find a book in the Bible that they love. Not necessarily that they know really well, but that they have enjoyed reading themselves. Mm-hmm. Probably one that's made an impact in their own lives. And then from that, you can gain the knowledge that you need.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's good advice. And I find that whenever I've facilitated those books that have those books of the Bible, like you mentioned, that have moved me and impacted me the most are the ones that I share more passionately about. And, yeah. and that is contagious, right? When you love the word um, or when you're around someone that loves the word, it's contagious. Yeah. So, um, so Brenda, how do you prepare? You're going to, sh- you want to share God's word effectively. That's really a priority to you.
2: How do you prepare? Yeah. So I, um, I have uh, just a certain step-by-step. So I will read the word, and I will answer all of the questions, and then um, I get on my knees, and I ask the Lord for clarity on what it is that he um, he wants discussed. So he knows before I even do what women are going to come into the room that day or that night He knows what they're bringing in with them. He knows what is going to be the barriers. So based on all of that, because he's an all-knowing God, just give me what I need then and only that. And so, um, and then I pray over the room. I try to get there early to prepare um, my heart and that involves confessing anything that I'm coming in with. You know, one of the sometimes i find is like i have this story or this um, great illustration it's going to make everybody laugh or it's going to make everybody feel comfortable and the lord has said more and more don't use it don't use it my word is sufficient and Mm -hmm. so just casting off anything that i'm going to walk in with um, is a big deal for this leader probably should be for most sure
1: Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that's a habit you've had to yeah. create. You've had to create that habit over time. It doesn't always come naturally
2: and easily, but once it's a habit, it's it's a little easier when you say. Absolutely. And it was one that was um, taught to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but for sure, I have found that if I skip any of those steps, if I skip you know, like, oh, I just am going to say this because it's witty. I'm going to say this because it will show my knowledge I am in the wrong court. And so um, knowing to, as a leader, to come in clean, um, having prayed over myself and the women that I get to lead, then we're usually, when I've made myself nothing, we're usually in a good spot. Yeah, that's, It's a
1: powerful piece of instruction, and I'm taking it as my own right now. So so you touched on prayer a a little bit, and um, that's what I want to talk about next. And we talked about that with Ken right before you. Um, And this isn't a a question that we prepared for, but you said you get on your knees in Mm -hmm. prayer. Tell me what that means.
2: Yeah, so when you as a leader get to prepare For a small group and facilitating and I don't mean even a teaching time, but you as a leader are always 10 times 15 times more prepared than the women that come in. So I've read the study I've read commentary, I have looked at what's happening in the world to see if there's an application that can be woven through it. Um, I've thought about where the women might be at, not knowing perfectly, but, um, and you have all this information and your head is about to explode. You have to get on your knees and say, I have it. I I have done what you have asked me Lord to do. Now you need to bring it to me. And that's the only thing I need back. And so it's, Just preparation of, um, of him, him preparing me of where the people are coming from, what they need to hear from God's word, making sure that he is the only one taught. And, um, so I get on my knees or I sniff the carpet. That's what I like to do. Sniff the carpet. You don't have a dog, do you? No, I don't. All right.
1: So, um, Praying inside of a group. Mm-hmm. I know that when, when I first started facilitating, that seemed a little scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was important. It held such meaning, and yet I didn't want to do it wrong. Um, I didn't want to rush through the end of it either. You know, you've gone through, you've done a lesson, you're trying to get people, you're trying to honor the end time that you've said, and then prayer gets squished into this little tagline at the end. So I'd love for you to kind of talk, teach us about how um, inside of a group, you help facilitate a comfortable and meaningful time of prayer. Like practically speaking, how do you do that?
2: Yeah, so I'm not always great at this. Um, So let me just start there. Because if you've gone through scripture, um, sometimes that takes up the whole time, right? The lesson piece that you do want. So one of the things that we um, have done in, in some groups is to set aside some time. And then I would just follow the acronym of let's adore who Jesus is. Let's confess something that we may need to confess. Maybe it's a corporate thing in a small group. We've done that. Um, And then thank him and then bring our supplications to the Lord. And I, I can weave through those. I seem to know as a leader, you know, when there's a little pause and say, we'll just now head into confession and then to Thanksgiving supplication and always adding what you want first or or last. You know, we don't have to be the first one, but I think um, the leaders can set a good example for that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Brenda: do you require, do you want every single person to pray out loud in your group? How does that work out? Yeah, no, I would never require somebody to do something they don't feel comfortable with, but it sure is a sweet moment when that quiet voice has prayed. And it's one of the reasons we do spend some time in prayer, because the more time that we do, um, the less scary it becomes. And, and I think that if a leader can keep their words short and concise, honoring God, um, it doesn't have to be long and eloquent, oh, father, who are a high, you know, nobody talks like that. So talking in a normal way to a God that is holy. Um and doing it over and over hopefully will make that a little bit more comfortable for folks. I believe so. Um I there's
1: there's one super cute thing that a friend of mine does and it's um like a popcorn gratitude. And so you know what um when when you get to that end and and you only have a little bit of time left and um you know that if you take a prayer request that that might be um, Difficult to give each request its time, and so maybe she sometimes in those moments she 'll wrap up with popcorn gratitude and she 'll say let 's go around I like for everyone, just to thank God for something okay. and um, even the little quiet ones will say, Thank you for this group, thank you for this time, and it could be one little sentence, and oh, so sweet." to have worshiped in that way. Yeah. Um, and then also given those, those quieter ones an opportunity just to hear their voice say one little thing out in the group um, can be super rewarding, like, like you said, so. Yeah, well, I love that. I'll be stealing that one. Isn't that, I know, I totally stole it myself, so yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Brenda, thank you for helping us better understand, um, you know, how to make God's word and prayer a priority in our small groups. You've been a huge help. Thank you
0: you can find our podcast on Spotify and iTunes I also hope you will check out our workbooks on our website they are all free for you to download if you want to start a closer community there is a how-to guide on our website as well and of course if you need support or have any questions we are here for you check out our website at gracetoday.org slash closer We are all about equipping individuals through their local church to grow closer to God and to others through a closer look at their Bible and a closer look at discipleship.